My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. Perhaps we have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back, everybody. Good morning, and good morning to you, Ash. Good morning to you, Apollo. Uh, I love that intro so much. Don't even say it's it. So I already fire. know. I already know. It's day nine hundred and seventy-two of me not being in the intro. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Okay, you know we're I'll, not counting. It's, it's all right. It's all right. I'll stay tonight and I'll do it. <laughs> And then you can oh, buy no, me I'm then just, you can buy I'm me breakfast send me breakfast i have now. to be careful because if i'm if i keep pushing too hard you're gonna put my uh a fab trans femme halloween costume in the intro and that's, that's i mean be. i have it on the back burner i just want you to know <laughs> i'm sure you do i have no doubts <laughs> oh how have you been so i um as you know i think a lot of the audience knows i'm dealing with some some legal stuff this week so i've been pretty heads down on other stuff and been trying to keep up there's so much news um we've been tracking a whole bunch of stories and and there are some stories that are big in the news right now that we are you know not gonna we're not gonna talk about today because we're planning almost full shows around them things like balenciaga things like uh kanye and what's 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 happening over there um but there are uh there, there's a lot happening today and you know obviously we're gonna we're gonna get into what's going on in arizona we're gonna talk about the uh the new york times deal summit uh deal book summit rather uh that, that's happening now there are i've been following the the kind of live feed on that all day so there's lots to say about that and um, some news about Disney, and and we're gonna look at, at Congress's record for the past year, and uh, so lots to get into today. Yes, and for everyone, I know that most of you are not, but there are more than we can see. Uh, it would appear that Facebook is preventing me from going live today. So if you are there, my sincerest apologies. Hmm. Uh, I don't know why this Facebook? is happening. Facebook, yes, Facebook seems to be it, messing with because it's Facebook. Junk. Yeah, it's deeply it's, upsetting. It's Facebook is DARPA. Yes. Oh, is it gonna work now? Oh, wait. Oh. oh wow, it only took five times. Sweet. All right, I welcome think Facebook I think audience. Yes, welcome very finally. 
All right. So let's touch. We've spent so much time on Arizona. We're going to continue to spend so much time on Arizona on this show. It is the hill to die on. We've talked about this quite a bit. Um, but we're going to spend a little bit of time on that today because there's a lot of other stuff that we, we've been neglecting and, and we're going to get into. Let's go ahead. Um, this is a bit of a longer clip. It's Carrie Lake talking yesterday with Charlie Kirk, kind of the latest on um, what's happening with her lawsuit. And there's a lot of questions that have arisen out of this. So let's play it. Uh, Apollo, feel free to stop it You know, if you want to comment on any part. But this is a bit of a longer clip we're going to um, talk about on the other side. I totally agree. So Bill Gates said that everyone who wanted the vote was able to vote. Peggy emailed us. Charlie, for the first time since 1981, I was not able to vote. Cars were parked two miles down 7th Street. I can't walk a mile. I'm physically unable to the back of the line. I tried my best to have people help me, but people at the voting center uh, said I have to go to the back of the line. I checked for New River, and there weren't any locations. There's only two locations within a square mile of my home. I went home crying, was not able to vote for the first time since 1981. Church had only 30 parking spaces, and the voting line was three and a half hours. How many people carry, I just, do we I'm speculate sorry, Charlie. like that? That breaks my heart to hear that. That breaks my heart in this country that our sacred vote has been trampled like that. We heard from a woman eight and a half months pregnant. She said, I couldn't wait two, I, I couldn't wait two hours in line. And you know what? Had that woman got it up there, she might have found out her ballot got spit back out and spit back out and thrown into drawer three, which we're finding out now. Those uncounted ballots got mixed in in many locations with counted ballots. The whole system is a joke. And either either our courts help us out right now or I fear we lose this country. This is the biggest story in the country right now. And the fact that we're lucky that one reporter, you talked about Yvonne with the Washington Post, we should be honored that they're covering it. Every news outlet in the country should be covering no, I, this. I story. totally agree with that. And honestly, they've been doing a good job. They've been covering it. I mean, it's Washington Post. But well, one, it, but one, that's just one. I, I mean, where, where, where's where, our local news? Yeah. And where honestly, the, even. Hold on. A second. I'm sorry. Yeah. He actually <laughs> just, whoa. Oh, oh. <laughs> they've I'm been sorry, doing Charlie, a good job back up just a second charlie what are we talking about here the washington post has been doing a great job covering what's going on in arizona i don't think so and um the one thing i want to comment i almost asked you to pause it a little bit earlier in the clip when carrie lake says we really need the courts to help us out or we're going to lose our country i i, I have it i have a an issue with that language, justices, officers of the court swear the same oath. They swear the oath to protect and preserve and defend the Constitution of the United States. What does that mean? It means they swear an oath to protect, protect, preserve, and defend our natural rights, the Bill of Rights. The, the judges, all three branches of government swear this oath right? We, the, the judges don't need to help us out. The judges need to follow the law. The judges need to do their jobs. And for the past two years, obviously longer, of course, but certainly as it relates to elections for the past two years, the courts have failed to do their jobs. They have failed to have courage in the midst of institutional slavery, courage to stand up and say, hey, I swore an oath to protect, preserve, and defend the natural rights of American citizens. And I'm going to get in the gap and I'm going to do my job. They haven't done it. So it's not that we need the courts to 
to help us out. We need the courts to actually do their jobs. Yeah, a hundred percent we do. And, and, and again, Kirk I'm just gonna is, is off the reservation. Well, no, I think he's on the reservation. He's on a different reservation. That's that's the problem though. Uh <laughs> we, we gotta stop with this reservation stuff. We're gonna get ourselves in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Uh no. Well, I'll tell you, you one thing. It about, will not influence my language so much. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but well, I mean, it's it's who You're I am. Not, but <laughs> I'm really not. Um, but uh, you know, with with, with Joe's uh, experiences with with the Navajo Nation this past week, um, I started looking into a lot of those claims, right? And as we get into kind of the congressional uh, congressional report card, if you will, that we're going to talk about at the end of the show. Um, it's pretty stunning and egregious what the, the native Americans, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's, it's um, I'm sure it is, but I'm not, I can't confirm that it's beyond the Navajo nation, but what the U S government is doing um, to people, they claim to be protecting claim to be fighting for the rights for right. Uh, you know, American colonialists did so much damage to the native people's, you know, reparations, et cetera, et cetera. They're actually enslaving them. They're at further enslaving them. I should say the role they're playing in human trafficking. The fact that, um, you know, sovereign, the, the, the reservations and tribal lands are supposed to be sovereign nations. They have to go and ask permission for very simple things like, you know, establishing a youth center. They have to ask permission from the federal government. It's a joke. Um, we need to be doing more. I think th it was a big eye opener for me when Joe had that experience, uh, those experiences and not just Joe, everybody there had those experiences this week because we are on the same side, right? And this, this left, right psyop, this, uh, keeping us pitted against each other instead of looking at the real evil, which is the uniparty, uh, global corporate communist government. So, a uh, big tangent and we'll get into it a little bit later, but we can play the rest of the clip. Well, yeah, just before I do, and like, I'm actually really glad this is coming up because uh, for a long time, like, no, again, no one talks about it. Uh, massive centers, these reservations, because they, they have, you know, these little independent nations, which aren't really independent. They're, they're very much subservient in ways that, uh, that no one really knows, but massive hubs for trafficking. They run drugs through these things. They're, I mean, it's, it's completely over the top, but it's, uh, I would say in terms of government corruption and, you know, how they have a very open kind of, you know, funnel for dark money and, uh, you know, and government assets that they want to, they want to clean or people they want to move. It's, it's one of the most in your face examples and it's a huge scale that they do it on. So I, uh, I'm really glad that I, I hope that this is going to, uh, blow the lid off it because it's connected to all the dark money and all the intelligence nonsense that goes out the the drugs that are going on in this country the things that they're doing to children all these children that are disappearing is very much linked with that and the, yeah, the native and Americans, people have suffered greatly americans uh, regardless of you know i feel like with the with the kind of you know as tori said when she was on the, the the blue and red cages right the left right psyop the uniparty um cartel as we like to call them they uh the 
PSYOP has us as individuals, when we hear news like this, right? We hear, oh, the U.S. government, this is a fact, by the way. I've been writing about this since early January 2021 when uh, the faucet at the border turned back on. Uh, the, the, the Department of Homeland Security, the U.S. government plays a significant role in the trafficking journey, right? They complete the dangerous and most expensive part of the trafficking journey for the cartels. They once the kids are in the uh, in in the government, in the U, in, inside the interior of the United States, DHS moves them to their donation, but they don't track them and those kids often disappear. This is happening as as far as we can tell exponentially um, in in the the native lands and reservations as well. Every American regardless of where you line up these left right cages have us looking for okay well what's the what's the wh- what point of view should i take on this right we see this on social medias and the npcs all the time well you know biden said that that those three minority senators look like they could either play ball or blow someone up that's super racist but then all the people on the left are like well okay how do i justify this where's my messaging where's my talking points to figure out how to make this okay. What's happening with the trafficking of humans, particularly the trafficking of children, not just for sex, but for human slavery, the organ trade for, uh, you know, all won't even get into what they're doing with the products that they take from the abortion centers. This is not look for the talking points of your party to figure out how to defend or what level of outrage. This is, Click on your ter- your critical thinking. Realize what's happening in large, large numbers. It's overwhelmingly in your face. You know, we get back to the Balenciaga story. Um, it is it is overt and overwhelming. And every single American who is not a global corporate communist or an evil satanic pedophile, every single American needs to be really, really outraged by this. Yeah. No additional thoughts there. Let's keep playing the video. They're covering it. Every news outlet in the country should be covering no, I, this. I story. totally agree with that. And honestly, they've been doing a good job. They've been covering it. I mean, it's Washington Post. But well, one, it, but one. That's just one. Charlie. I mean, where, where, where's where, our local news? Yeah, and where honestly, the, even in the Washington Post, they're talking about the lines. They're talking about you know the potential disenfranchising. But where's the New York Times? Where where's the, I mean the local papers? Where's I the mean, Arizona? No, the Arizona I'll Republic. You, you know you know what the Arizona Republic has on the front page today? They say that what? Steve Bannon, Charlie Kirk, and Real America's Voice needs to be taken off the Native American Gila Reservation Television Network. I'm not kidding. The, that that, that you know is what? the. The front page because story. People are waking up to the lies of the fake news. They honestly don't deserve to have the broadcasting license. They've been lying that they're not covering this story is it, it, I'm actually I'm fine with it because what I'm what I'm realizing is that the people who were asleep and didn't want to uh, dig into what happened in 2020 because it was just too it was it's too much for them. A lot of uh, people just said, you know what, let's move past that. Well, that's what happens when we ignore problems. When you ignore a problem mm-hmm. like corrupt elections, like we saw in 2020, they fester and grow, metastasize. And we're seeing it happening now in 2022. Look, it's not even about my race. It's not about me. I, it would be so much easier for me to just cut and run and do something different. But we can't afford to do that. And I I am uh, 
really hoping to reach some people out there who are Democrats who love this country. It's not about who won and lost right now. It is about the state of our elections. And if we don't have fair and honest elections, if we don't get in there right now and deal with this, we won't have a country anymore. We'll look at what's happening in China and we won't be on the protest side of what's happening in China. We'll be on the front side like decades ago when people were really, uh, I believe, enslaved. They're working in factories. They make nothing. What's happening in China is a wake up call for America because that's what they have in mind for us. Carrie, I want you to stay right there. In the next segment, I want to walk through your legal strategy and the timeline because the clock is ticking. There's a couple day window from certification. You've talked about whistleblowers. You've talked about some yeah. things coming forward. I want to build that out with you because we're getting a lot of emails right now. Freedom at CharlieKirk.com. Take it down. People are saying, okay, what now? What now? What's next? What's okay, the plan? Good. What now? All right. So I have a few really big problems with this. So number one, I have to say, uh, you know, Charlie Kirk, he is insinuating and you know, at the beginning, he started kind of hinting at it, but then he, he, he just calls it out straightforward. They're doing a good job in Arizona, and it's a big deal that people are saying, take Steve Bannon, take Charlie Kirk off the, off the you know, network on the reservations. Are you out of your mind, Charlie Kirk? This was majorly silent. How much reporting has been done in Arizona or anywhere else outside of a few independent networks about the machines, the machines being the problem, not Oh, people got disenfranchised from voting, which is, of course, a big problem. How about the people who were threatened with felonies if they didn't certify the election? What Carrie Lake said about ignoring problems, what he's doing right there is ignoring the problem. None of this yeah. is certifiable. This was a fraud from the beginning. Nothing about this should have been allowed to move forward. He's going, well, let's look. Uh, what are these legal challenges coming up? That is not working the problem. And Charlie Kirk saying it's all about me. It's all about, oh, well. It's t it's front page news that Charlie Kirk and these other people are getting are getting hit on because we were talking about uh you know these issues that were going that's not the problem Charlie Kirk and you sitting there after saying yeah don't go to Arizona you get you have a deaf ear to the people who actually stand up who can actually show some kind of solidarity who can actually show up and put some pressure on these officials you say no don't worry about that let's look to the legal challenges I'm not going to talk about the voting machines being a problem in the first place. Let's just talk. he'll mention it, but he won't say we need to get rid of machines. He just talks about all of these precinct issues that we're having. He's talking about the polling numbers ad nauseum. What what is the actual goal here? Show up in the middle third week of December so that I can have an amp fest. Yeah, that's Come the solution. Is that the solution? Yeah. Come and pay money to watch Kirk, Charlie Kirk and some of these other people speak. Get out of here. That's all is the solution. That's the solution that we've had for the past two years is, you know, I mean, I, I love a lot of the the people who speak at Reawaken Tours. Joe has spoken at Reawaken Tour. Uh, Sean Smith, Colonel Sean Smith spoke at Reawaken Tour. But Reawaken Tour is Patriot Palooza. You're not training people. You're not giving them action plans. You're not doing anything to enable people on the ground to actually affect change. It's Come look at me. Look at me. I'm going to talk about the problem and tell you where to donate. And I'm really sick of it. Honestly, I thought when you started going off on Charlie Kirk, I thought you were reaching for the gavel because <laughs> you were going to deliver a verdict. On Psychopath <laughs> off the reservation. <laughs> yeah, we actually agree that Charlie Kirk should be off the reservation. In fact, he already is. Um, and I is, see a comment, know, this, too, that he's not a leader. He's a mouthpiece. Sure. That. Yeah. But that's the problem. We don't need people being mouthpieces and fine. Have those events. 
but like, please be in reality right now. Please. Like, we're going to go to more legal challenges. How many? We've been at this how long? How does that work? They have the, they had the nerve to get up there and lie for four hours in that meeting, which they probably only hadn't spent so much time on because people were calling them and all their BS. And they knew that there was so much public pressure that they had to do something. It was unbelievably disingenuous, uh, you know, what they, what they actually said and, and disgraceful how they limited everyone to two minutes, the demeanor that they had towards the crowd. But just focus on the actual problem. Tired of all these talking heads. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, Loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. Yeah, and that's that that's what we have, right? Because anybody who is a true threat, right? People who are actually giving people action plans, developing ways for us to take our self-governance back without having to rely on corrupted institutions. Those people, people like Joe, people like me, people like, um, you know, all, all, Mike Lindell, right? All, all the all the people that are actually trying to affect change, not just talk about change, not just try to inspire people to do something, but put together, um, you know, plans and programs and ideas and and really inspire and influence. Those people get attacked. Those people end up having their resources drained. Uh, being spun up in, in, in mountains of paperwork and, and lawsuits where, you know, you can maybe afford a lawyer and the, the other side has, uh, you know, has 12 and, and, uh, you know, unlimited money. Um, that's, that's the fight that like, you know, people like Charlie Kirk, I was listening to, um, this is a total tangent, but it's really a really incredible interview. Um, American thought leaders interview with Jennifer Say, who was the brand president, I believe, for Levi's. And when she started talking up about COVID restrictions on children, she was um, she was canceled. Right. I mean, dragged through, canceled. She did not take the severance because she did not take the NDA and she's written a book and she's talking about it. But in this interview um, on American thought leaders, which is the Epic Times program with uh, Jan, I can't pronounce his last name. Um, she was talking about how the left and certainly her class within San Francisco, where she's from, which is, you know, the the directors and, and senior executives, presidents, vice presidents, C-level executives in uh, Silicon Valley, that um, they, they like to brag about how they are good trouble, right? And she, uh, 
she she talked about how they they call on that John Lewis civil rights quote that they're going to go out and and in the community be good trouble and she was recalling this in the interview and she says you're no trouble at all you're you're agreeing every, everybody around you agrees with you you think you're fighting the man you are the man right and and that you know watching charlie kirk kind of pontificate um really reminds me of, you know, you're no trouble at all. The reason that these people and not just Charlie Kirk, others, right, are still on YouTube is because they're no trouble at all because they self-censor so that they can stay on YouTube and collect their revenue from YouTube and not be deplatformed from YouTube. YouTube, which is Google, Google, which openly wipes the internet, <laughs> manipulates search results, suppresses information. These are very evil institutions that people who claim to be on the side of freedom and claim to be, you know, out there speaking truth and, and trying to deliver change. All those people are still on those platforms because they're no trouble at all. 100%. All right. So let's talk about deal book. There is a deal book summit going on right now. This is very highly anticipated because SBF is expected to speak at 3 p.m. Mountain Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time today. He will be speaking at the deal book summit. A lot of people don't understand how this can be. You know, when the uh, when the fraud of Bernie Madoff was revealed, he was arrested within 24 hours. SBF is uh, about to take the stage and give a speech about uh you know his his benevolent invest in, um investment practices so let's let's talk first a little bit about dealbook and what it is i think we have a, a clip of their promo and i just want folks to look in this this promo video look at it, it's just a an image for we'll try to describe it for the audio audience um but it's just a, a, an image that has their information, but there's these kind of window things and there's different images popping up in the window. So pay attention to those images and, and we'll describe them for the audio, audio audience as we go. All right, so we've got an I voted sticker. We've got some solar panels, shipping containers, vaccines. Yeah, you've got the shipping containers there. You've got people walking around looking at their phones. Um, we've got a, a blurry image of Wall Street. We've got vaccines. We've got, uh, you. I can't tell if that says United, yes. Or if that is, I, I, I'm not sure, Apollo, if you can see what that is. It might be Unity we, or Unify. Yeah, yeah something. Um, we've got windmills. Wait, go back. We've got windmills and we've got somebody holding up what I imagine is a Ukraine flag. It's black and white, but it looks like it's probably the Ukraine flag. Uh, yeah, so we're seeing some 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 very interesting imagery in this promo, um, clearly drawing on all of kind of the, you know, a lot of the major issues that that we're dealing with today. And the the title here is Deal Book Summit, New York Times Deal Book Summit. Live with Andrew Ross Sorkin, November 30th, New York City. Business, policy, culture, where it all connects. What is that so image at the top left? Does it look like to you? Let's see. Does it look like stocks crashing? I can't tell if it's like a building. 
Yeah, it does. It does, doesn't it? It looks like it could be like a really zoomed in view of a uh, of a of a declining trend chart, but it also could be a building. There's like a weird cloudy, you know, who knows? Maybe a chemical weapon. Um, yes, where it all connects. It's, all, it's, all, it's where it all connects at the Deal Book Summit. Is where it all connects. All right. So if you put up B one. I see this is just the, uh, the 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 logistics of the event, but I want to point that their premier sponsor is Accenture. Um, a big part of the book that I'm working on is the role that consultants play in the great American gaslight. I've worked with a lot of people from Accenture, McKinsey, um, all of these big global corporate uh, consulting firms that are really shaping uh, shaping our nation and and um, We'll definitely be talking a lot more about that. Apollo, you and I have had some great conversations about that. Um, I'm going to save a lot of it for the book, but we will be getting it. That's another another show we'll do eventually. So let's talk about who's speaking. Oh, you guys, event. you guys pay attention. This is, this is, the this is, this is phenomenal. A cast, a, a real cast of characters here. So you've got Ben Affleck, obviously, right? CAA. I mean, yeah. You know, what's funny is as I was looking through these interviewees, um, do you remember when the uh, Dahmer thing came out, uh, the Netflix Dahmer documentary and the LGBT community was like, this is not the representation that we want. I feel like the human community right now is looking at this cast of characters and is like, this is not the representation that we want in our society. All right. So Ben Affleck, CAA, artist equity, equity, of course, is communism. Um, so Ben Affleck, whatever, trying to stay relevant, Sam Bateman Freed, founder of FTX will be speaking. He is still confirmed. They've been talking about it all morning. He will be on at 3 PM. We have a, um, a view of where you can go to register for that. I am registered for that. And I will certainly be live, uh, live commentating on that today. When, when that goes on. Uh, we've got founder, managing partner, and CEO of Redbird Capital Partners. And then, you know, of course, the CEO of TikTok, because um, nothing says, uh, you know, where business, policy, and culture connect like Chinese spyware. So uh, so that's the first lineup. So let's, let's go down to the next one. We've got Larry Fink. He already spoke. He spoke this morning. We've got some, we're going to zoom in a little bit on, on what he had to say, uh, but Larry Fink, of course, is the, the chairman and CEO of BlackRock, the company that owns everything um, in partnership with with Vanguard, who we're not allowed to know who, who those folks are. Um, Reed Hastings, founder and, and co-CEO of, of Netflix. Um, think about controversies surrounding Netflix over the past several years and their programming decisions. So he's a, you know, a, a real thought leader who's going to be taking the stage um, Andy Jassy is is very interesting and, and you know, kind of near and dear to my heart. So Andy Jassy is the president and CEO of Amazon. He took over from Jeff Bezos when Jeff Bezos stepped down. But prior to that, Andy Jassy was the uh, the CEO of Amazon Web Services. So Amazon Web Services is the largest cloud provider in the world. They have uh, the real share of the market. Cloud, of course, is when companies outsource their technology infrastructure. And uh, Amazon owns the servers. So, you know, 
whoever has the servers has the data. They'll tell you all about how they have these, um, you know, ways to isolate and containerize and, and keep the, the provider from really copying and, and collecting all of your data. And certainly there's laws against that. But um, if you really press uh, experts in cloud technology, the reality is, is whoever has the service has the data. And there is nothing to stop providers, should they, and I'm not alleging that they are, I, I, certainly my opinion is that they are, but uh, if, if providers were bad actors, there's really, there, there, there's nothing stopping them um, from copying that data off of those servers, leveraging that data off of those servers, and you would never know because you would do that at the server level and nobody has access to the servers, uh, to the servers. Nobody knows where they are. Even the U.S. government is, is largely kept out of that. Andy Jassy, now the CEO of Amazon, but Andy Jassy is the guy who was the CEO of Amazon Web Services when Amazon Web Services decided to de-platform Parler. And what that means is that they, remember I said it's outsourcing your technology infrastructure, they cut parlors access to their own technology infrastructure. And the most shocking thing about that is that the business community didn't even blink. Um, so yeah, Andy, I have a lot to say on Andy Jassy, um, but we'll move on. So Van Jones, you know, he's a, an old Marxist favorite. He is the, uh, you know, one of the powerhouses behind Barack Obama's presidency. We learned a lot about his Marxist organizing, community organizing past um, during Obama's presidency. He was, a, he was a, a, an oft topic on Glenn Beck's chalkboards back during those days. They really cleaned him up and have, have tried to, to make this guy a, um, you know, kind of a, a thought leader, if you will. Uh, he's a communist. He's also um, CIA. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm sure all of these people are. I would, I would just assume. All right. So then of course we got, you know, we've got CEO of the New York times. Um, we'll just move on from there. Uh, choose love muse, uh, movement. This one I'm not familiar with. I'm not familiar with Scarlett Lewis. Uh, any, anything that where the New York times is saying choose love, uh, makes me skeptical. And so we'll have to do some, some digging on that. Uh, because they their their definition of love is is love is love and and pedophilia is a sexual orientation. Uh, well, here I'll just I'll just put this up real briefly sure. uh, so that you can see what the choose love movement is. Uh, here is an article about it, and this is about. You know, the story behind the movement in the wake of a tragedy, one mother chose to be part of the solution. Scarlett Lewis founded the Choose Love movement after her son was murdered during Sandy Hook school tragedy, one of the worst mass shootings. Uh, and if you go through this, it's pretty clear what the uh, push behind the Choose Love movement is. And I don't think this is insignificant that she is on this, uh, you know, part of this summit that she is a speaker. Remember, we'll go back to business policy and culture where it all connects. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing now uh, one in Oregon and, and a few other uh, news stories coming out where uh, the Second Amendment is being assaulted in ways that aren't being reported on. Uh, but it's the same trend with all these speakers, so just bear that in mind. 
You think it just about Sam Bankman Freed, just him alone with this FTX and then the underlying tether scandal? Business, policy, and culture. Okay, so business, you have someone who is completely uh, corrupt, who has used business and his uh, leverage through Alameda to rob a bunch of people. They created this giant bubble, stole everything, walked away. He's somehow now speaking at this uh, at this summit. Culture, very much influenced. In fact, there, I find the uh, culture aspect interesting because there's a massive counterculture actually based around crypto and around you know evading government censorship you roll that in with their you know his narrative and the narrative that a lot of the mainstream media is taking that he's saving the world there are mainstream news uh that are saying essentially the narrative is and should be that he was just too busy trying to save humanity that you know we should overlook this ftx scandal uh and amnesty then- yeah, amnesty and FTX amnesty. We'll roll his it all heart, together. His heart was in the right place when he defrauded people of billions of dollars. Yeah. So oh, yeah. we should we should stick him up on stage and talk about how he can do that more. The other thing that I just want to say about the choose love lady, and again, these are my opinions. Um, I think you should really keep radical leftists away from your children, even if they're their campaign and marketing materials sound fluffy and happy and good they've overwhelmingly proven in my opinion that they want to either uh have sex with your children um enslave your children or harvest their organs or eat them so um i think that uh you know really any any anybody that's on this stage falls into the radical left in my opinion they uh including mike pence um and uh yeah we'll uh We'll we'll see once we can, you know, dig into to to choosing loves. But you can see that this is a social emotional learning. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, They're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, Between a massive arsenal of top-tier firearms and competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, But you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. That's well, your, just pay um, attention to this, the language yeah. here. The formula is yeah. the foundation of next-gen social-emotional learning and character ed- education programming. 
that was originally created yeah. for schools, but has quickly spread into homes, communities, and the workplace. Uh, and, yeah, it's communism. Know, they're telling you right social, in your face. Social, social emotional learning is communist education to um, make your children driven by their feelings and, and uh, happy little subjects of the state. That's, that's what that's all about. All right, so throw up the last one of who's uh, who's speaking at this thing. It's beautiful. Mm. Oh, so we'll just we'll just our, make sure. Uh, okay, so we've got Nan- oh, right, Nanyanu. Right, right. We've got uh, Mr. Mr. Trader. We've got the good yeah. Mike Pence. BB. So hold on before we get to to pencing Pence. Um, BB Netanyahu uh, just just reelected. Um, you know, there's there's BB Netanyahu is kind of a Trumpian figure in Israel and certainly, um, among Americans, I'm, uh, you know, skeptical of everyone, uh, you know, regardless, but I've, I've, I've uh, been a fan of his for a long time. I think he had good, good policies for the people of Israel and, um, you know, there's, you never know though. Right. I mean, I don't endorse anybody and anybody who's a politician. I have a severe distrust and, and high level of skepticism for, all right, Mike Pence. So I want to go back to the story that I told about deplatforming um, Parler because when I got deplatformed off of Parler and I was only on Parler, it was the, the only social media experience that I ever really embraced and sort of loved. And then I, I, I sort of hate social media ever since. Um, follow me. <laughs> uh, but uh, I got deplatformed off of Parler largely and there are several people that can attest to this because they were with me as we were locked in our hotel rooms uh by the capitol police for turning mike pence's um last name into a verb so um he was a pencing trader um those those kinds of things so he is uh you know on on this stage with all of these actors and uh, traitors to our uh, uh, supposed alleged apparent traitors to our nation. Um, anywhere you got Mike Pence, you know you're getting you know you're getting good solid programming. <laughs> yes, and oh. then the last one. Yeah, so uh, check out the first Brown. One. Yeah, amalgamated bank. I mean, you cannot make this up. You've got FTX and Amalgamated Banks speaking on the same stage, speaking at the same event and telling us how business and policy and culture are going to come together. When we talk about global corporate communism, business, policy and culture coming together, wrapped up in your NGOs. That's that's really what we're talking about. If you are unfamiliar, if you're listening to this show and you are unfamiliar with Amalgamated Bank, go uh, to torsays.com, T-O-R-E-S-A-Y-S.com. And uh, there's also a site, Torsaid, S-A-I-D, which you can look up certain search terms. So to find the dates that she talked about it, you can go there and put in Amalgamated Bank and then go find uh, either those show clips or those articles. Um, the fact that Amalgamated Bank is still around after what they've done is 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 pretty egregious. But the fact that they're on the stage with FTX, they are mocking us. They are mocking us with this event. Of course, we've got Janet Yellen, who, uh, you know, said inflation is transitory. It's not real. Everything's happy. 
the economy is great. Um, and, uh, she's, she's awful, absolutely terrible at her job. And well, I mean, depending on what her job is, right. If she's managing our decline and bringing about the great reset, she's great at her job. Then, you know, what would a New York times thought leader event be without the, uh, penis piano playing president, president Voldemir Zelensky. Apollo thoughts. Well, I mean, again, I'll go back to, and I, you know, I'll mention this in, in the same deal, Mark Zuckerberg. So you have uh, amalgamated bank. We won't dive into that. We don't have time right now. Uh, but again, her That's big push, show. her big push, like you look at any of her interviews, DEI, uh, it's all social justice equity, uh, you know, completely corrupt individuals. Number two here on screen, Janet Yellen selling out the American people, gaslighting everyone. President Zelensky and Zuckerberg, and then you go back to uh, Mr. SBF. And again, what's the whole uh, the whole narrative here? Business policy and culture. So you have a group of individuals who have, through policy, been defrauding the American people, propping up, uh, you know, proxy revolutions all over the all over the world. They have been completely corrupt and pushing this disgusting evil transhumanist soul-killing agenda corrupting businesses completely infiltrating the business world propping up all of these actors like van jones uh larry fink uh, on top of all this uh you know a man who's deeply embedded with all of these institutions that we can't have any transparency in who have uh co-opted media co-opted technology data finance real estate, everything, completely in bed with the CCP. We have people who have, are now calling, including George Soros, who's you know nice and tight with all of these people. Uh, they're all giving us a summit on where business policy and culture connects, the culture that has been grooming children, the culture that has been pushing completely racist, delusional ideologies on everyone in this country. The types of policies that have been assaulting Americans resulted in lockdowns, killed Americans, uh, and this is this is the type of leadership that we're supposed to accept. And again, all of these people are actors. All of these people tie back either to the literal casting company founded and run by the CIA by the CIA right now, the same group that installed Zelensky in Ukraine, the same group that is very likely funneling all of this crypto money back to Ukraine to then come back to the Democratic uh, Party and Republicans as well. Again, there's that policy that comes in there again. You have policy yeah. where they're literally funding and deciding who gets to represent the American people uh, You know, in coordinated efforts to take down Trump, to kill MAGA. This is exactly where it all connects. But again, this is the same kind of narrative where they just throw it right in your face. You'll eat crickets and be happy. You'll own nothing and be happy. Uh, yeah, I was watching a, a Tim Cast IRL. Uh, I think it was the one where Kanye walked off, or maybe last night's. But um, uh, Luke was wearing a, a shirt that I have to buy. Uh, bestpoliticalshirts.com, I think, is his his shop, and uh, it was a picture of Klaus Schwab as the Grinch. He's all green, and it's like you'll you will have no presence, and you will be happy. I need that shirt. I'm going to try and get that shirt. All right, let's skip this one. Let's go to B7, if you would. 
Um, it's just an overview of what the event is. All right. So we're going to get in now. And Apollo, I, I slacked you a video of Yellen uh, speaking that just popped up. If you want to pull that um, when we get to Yellen, because we're going to talk about Zelensky first. We're going to talk about the, the speakers that have already taken the stage that we've seen kind of following a lot of this in, in Twitter. So President Zelensky jokes upon reconnecting after a minor technical glitch when asked about Starlink. Uh, it's most important that Mr. Musk hears us. First of all, um, Zelensky has been very uh, uh, critical of Elon Musk and has denigrated him multiple times. Important to note, right, that, that Musk gave them the Internet during the time of this war. Uh, President Zelensky, and, and, you know, he was a selected, uh, installed leader in a very, very corrupt company, uh, country that is, um, overseen by other, some other very, very corrupt countries, uh, including this one. Um, he, he is demanding, right? There's that meme. I wish I'd pulled it, but of, uh, you know, the, the, um, the anticipatory looking child's. And it's like it's when it's been five minutes since you've asked for billions of dollars in aid money. Um, He's very, you know, and and this is I go back to and I've talked about this a lot. I think it's really, really important that people understand what the U.S. policy is towards Ukraine. It is nothing about Ukraine without Ukraine. That's their policy. What that means and what Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor for the Biden administration, um, who I really hypothesize is, is running the White House, uh, what he has said multiple times is that Zelensky is in the driver's seat. He is making all of the decisions and the and and just determining what their 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 strategy is. And the U.S. is just backing his play and funding it. Um, but another thing to understand, and this gets back to FTX, and this is going to tie into Yellen here in a second, is that what's happening with funding in Ukraine is lend lease, right? We're not just giving them money. We're loaning them money and uh, loaning them equipment and whatnot. So what's really happening is that the Ukrainian people and, and Zelensky, you know, again, nothing about Ukraine without Ukraine. The Ukrainian people are racking up massive amounts of debt to the U.S. and the international community right now. Debt that they can never repay. They'll never be able to repay it. Of course, that's not the point. The point is the money laundering operation. Um, but the American people are the ones that are that are footing this bill, right? And it's of course borrowed money for us because we're bankrupt. And so we're borrowing money to lend to Ukraine. Uh they're all, you know, exchanging their um their uh you know their their bills and favors and, and loans. But when the bill comes due, it's us, right? And if this money is um being borrowed from China which it, it, it quite possibly is, then we are being further enslaved to China, the American people being further enslaved to China through the Lend-Lease program that uh, our government is running with the, with, with the government in Ukraine. It's absolutely, I mean, it, it's, it's quite an exciting time to be alive and to see this, I mean, this is this is what our government has always done, right? This this kind of stuff isn't new. But the fact that it's so overt, it's so open, we can see how they're laundering money, right? We've seen the money of, um, 
you know, that was that was funneled through FTX and then kicked back into both Democrat and Republican uh, fundraising arms, PACs and, and, and actual candidates. And so I, I just I find Zelensky to be such an interesting character. Of course, he's an actor. Um, he he was, you know, most most well known for playing the piano with his penis on stage. And now we're, he's a he's a very serious wartime hero that we've all been waiting for is is the narrative. And he's, you know, one of the one of the the hot speakers at this event. I find it just bizarre and fascinating. And what a time to be alive. Well, I mean, it just shows you you put all these people together. It shows you exactly uh, where a lot of the allegiances lie. And it shows you. Uh, it shows you this this production value, you know, concept that we have in our media, and again, our business policy and culture, uh, because it all connects not really with uh, just Zelensky or some of these things. You know, they're talking about a, this this deal book summit of the, as they've coined it, uh, but it all connects with these deep state players who are guiding all of this, who actually write the policy and actually dictate who gets to represent them and therefore where the country actually moves. That's what we're actually fighting against right now. Uh, but let's move on. We have. Yeah. Let's talk about Larry Fink and BlackRock. And I think we're, I mean, uh, we're, we're going to go long today, right? We're not going to cut this short because we have so much more to get into. I don't have that much time. So we got to push. All right. We're going to go fast. All right. So pull up B8. We've got Larry Fink. Uh, which manages, wait for it, $8 trillion. That's trillion with a T. Move to the next one. Larry Fink claims that inflation will abate rapidly. Note that he's on the stage, um, being he's followed on the stage by Janet Yellen, who said that inflation was transitory. Nothing these people say is true. It's what they're saying to get some sort of outcome that they want right now. Uh, another Another tweet about Larry Fink's testimony on B10. Most crypto companies will die. He also says TradFi middlemen fees will go down and logistics will improve. This is the most tangible benefit from crypto. Uh, I'm, I'm real excited to hear what the what the crypto folks have to say about that. Well, I'm and loving, I'm loving see- what they're going to, how are they going to throw in the traditional financing fees are going to go down? This is going to happen. Why? Because crypto is going to die because FTX, uh, you know, finally pulled the, the ripcord and now we're going to have uh tether and everything else bring down uh bitcoin you know bankrupt all these other people how's that going to work exactly how's that going to help well you know me i'm just i'm just a crazy conspiracy theorist um but i don't think this has anything to do with crypto i think larry fink and blackrock own everything they're not telling you what they think is going to happen they're telling you what they're going to do and if you look at the uh, the background when the these guys take the stage, you can see ESG investing, the promise, the backlash, and the way forward. Of course, that's environmental and uh, sustainable governance, environmental social governance. Um, it's 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 communism. It's their great reset. It's just another name for the great reset. All right, we're going, and then and then. We're going to need carbon energy for 70 years. <laughs> All right. So, you know, buckle up fossil fuels. But, you know, the the, the big lie of green energy, right, is that it's green. Um, electric cars are coming from electric 
the electricity is coming from electric plants, which is powered by fossil fuels. And so uh, it's, it's, you know, they're admitting, they're admitting the, the lie here um, with, with that. So that's Larry Fink. Then we have uh, Yellen, good old Janet. Inflation is transitory Janet. And her big call is regulation, of course, right? We need more regulation. This um, whole FTX thing is is the big push that the establishment is all out and pushing for hardcore regulation of crypto and, of course, central bank digital currency. So real quick on this, what I think is fascinating, we talk about the regulation. Remember, we were talking about this. I showed you those news articles. As soon as this FTX, uh, you know, thing started to go, you know, mainstream, as soon as the news started to pick up on it, like that day, the next morning, you have these news articles saying, oh, we really need to look at crypto. The uh, international banks are talking about uh, you know, the Treasury. Oh, yeah, we should definitely look at a at a central bank regulated crypto and how beneficial that could be. Uh, but then, you know, again, what are we what are we really looking at here? They're they're going to tank this entire thing. They sold everyone on it being a, you know, on something opaque to the government that they can't, you know, they can't interfere with. It's this parallel economy that is free of government uh you know, government oversight, which is largely not true in many ways. But is the reason that crypto actually survived this long? Because as we've seen now with FTX, with crypto, these, you know, alliances between all these political uh, PACs, all these campaigns with the, you know, money that's going dark over to Ukraine and then coming back here to all these politicians. Is that the whole reason that crypto was allowed to flourish for the last, you know, however many number of years that they were running dark money through it? Uh, that might be the only reason it's actually gotten to the point where it is, is because it was a back channel for the CIA and these other agencies to, uh, you know, to operate. I mean, just, you know, well, something to think about. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible with, with math, numbers, money, all of that. But I, I followed the kind of journey of, of crypto and, and, and Bitcoin in particularly, right? Bitcoin is the way it was built, the 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 way it is secured, the way it is, uh, you know, um, um, decentralized is Bitcoin is different, right? It, it is it is a different entity than the other cryptocurrencies. I think all these other cryptocurrencies were a step change to get us to central bank digital currency, right? It is get everybody in, invested in, engaged in bought into having a digital currency. I've always had a problem with this. The like ever since the beginning of Bitcoin, right? The this it's ephemeral. Your your money is is ephemeral. Oh no, you can you can have a Bitcoin that you can hold in your whatever, right? Your your money is ephemeral. It is uh worse than fiat currency. I mean it is an, another form this CBTC is another form of fiat currency. But it's worse because you can't even hold it in your hand, right? Like it's it's on it's it's on a digital exchange and we've all seen what happens with digital exchanges. Um and so I've you know I've always kind of had a big a, a big problem with that, but seeing how this is crashing down, I I feel kind of, you know, I do, I I may not know money and and crypto and and finance and all of that kind of stuff. I do know change management. I spent 20 years doing it. And this is a a middle step, a step change to get the population comfortable. All these cryptos, all these exchanges, all of the, you know, um, hype 
And like you said, it's been allowed to flourish for so long. It was to get people comfortable, I, I believe, with digital currency so that they can bring about their central bank digital currency. Um, and Bitcoin is up uh, today in the market with the news that SBF will be speaking. So I think that kind of says everything right there. Um, if you go to New York Times, uh, this is B15, Apollo. If you go to New York Times, you can RSVP to watch uh, SBF's speech today at 3 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Eastern. Um, I will, like I said, I'll be I'll be chatting that probably on Twitter, maybe on, on Telegram. I like my Telegram people way better than I like my Twitter people. So we'll see. Um, all right. So then I want to talk a little bit. So this gets us into the uh, the SBF um, conversation and uh, we can cut. We can, you know, um, save the, the remaining segments of the show after this for uh, the PM show. But uh, BitBoy Crypto has been, you know, kind of drop in truth on what's going on with the uh, crypto communities, with FTX, with SBF. And uh, so if you pull up B16, he is tweets. You guys do understand by now that the only way the truth comes out is if I come take it, right? <laughs> and then somebody uh, put up um, what I think is such a brilliant meme. Play B17, please. Vasek is remarkably attractive. It's also noteworthy that this drop That this drug was developed in cooperation, not competition, with the Chicago <laughs> Memorial Hospital in what we hope will be the model for continued dishonest. Honest. <laughs> this is a Harrison Ford movie where uh, <laughs> Sam Bankman Fried is speaking. I'm yeah. Sorry, I didn't this speech. You almost got away with it, didn't you? <laughs> I know all about it. I really enjoyed that. So, um, of course, we'll be watching. Uh, we'll be watching the the SBF moment of uh, something today at Deal Book. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.